Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me, you wonderful people of God. I pray today's message will really bless you, strengthen you in the faith. And I pray the Lord will use his word today to really speak to your heart. Lord Jesus, thank you for your love. Thank you for your wonderful grace and mercy. Touch our hearts, I pray today, Lord, and bless your people today immensely and greatly with your wonderful love and presence in your holy name. Amen and amen. I pray the Lord today will meet every need. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 4. And by the way, if you do have a prayer request, please make sure to send me your prayer requests to my email, pastorbenny at bennyhin.org. Verse 1, 2 Kings 4. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be born men. I'm speaking today about the pot of oil and the miracle waiting to happen for you in every part of your life. Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me. What hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee, upon thy sons, shall pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels of, or the vessels to her, and she poured out. It came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me a vessel. He said unto her, There is not a vessel more, and the oil stayed. And then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. This message has been used by some preachers to do with money, but it's not really what it's about. This is something very precious about the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want to talk to you about the power of the Holy Spirit that you and I need in our lives continually. Now, Elijah represents the minister of John the Baptist. Elisha represents the ministry of Jesus, our precious Lord. We just read about this woman coming to Elisha, who represents the Lord Jesus in your life and my life. So here we have the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the life of the Lord in all his sufficiency for the supplying of every need in our life. So what do you have first? Well, we see a great need. This woman had a great need. She was in debt. She was in danger. She was in distress. She was in a place of helplessness. But now... She came to Elisha, the prophet. 
She had no one to turn to but the Lord. No one to turn to but the Lord. So I'm going to ask you, are you in a place today of danger? Are you in a place today of distress? Are you in a place today where you feel helpless? No way out. I'm going to show you the answer from God's word in this amazing, amazing revelation. Now, this amazing true story represents the very worst state in which a child of God can be. This is a very dangerous place to be in. Uh, because they were about to take her own children. She was about to lose her family. And in such a situation, often when such a situation develops, it really is the greatest blessing that we can think about. You say, well, how is that? Because it throws us upon the Lord. It, it, it forces us to trust the Lord. We, we, we come to the end of our own abilities, our own sufficiencies. You know the old song, he, he give us more grace. When we come to the end of our resources, our Father's full giving has just begun. Now, God really loves these hard places that we get into. <laughs> so you think about, you know, the, 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 the debt, the danger, the distress, the, the helpless place she was in and the great loss she could have had. She comes to the prophet Elisha. She says, they're about to take my own sons. I'm gonna lose my family. I'm losing everything. What do you have in the house? Just a little pot of oil. So God loves hard places. Why? Because faith is born in danger. Our faith is born in danger. Our faith is born in places of such danger, such helplessness. And that's why I say, really, often a situation like that becomes our greatest blessing because it throws us upon the Lord. We are compelled to trust him. We have nowhere else to go. She had nowhere else to go but to the Lord. Jacob was transformed from Jacob to Israel in a conflict. He was about to lose his life. He was afraid of what his brother would do to him. We all remember what we read in in the book of Genesis, an amazing, amazing account. Where his brother Jacob comes with hundreds of men, I can assure you, he he wasn't coming to welcome him. He was coming to hurt him. But God came through for Jacob and he transformed him into Israel. 
He transformed him before his brother ever, ever showed up. When was, when was Israel delivered? The nation of Israel was delivered when? When were they awakened to redemption? When did they begin crying out for redemption? When they were in harsh bondage in Egypt. Harsh bondage produced a cry in them for deliverance. It said the Lord heard the cry of Israel because they were in such terrible bondage. You may be in that same place right now. This is that situation which will become your greatest blessing right now. What you're in now will become the greatest blessing because it's, 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 it's going to cause you to trust the Lord. Faith is born in danger. Faith is born in helplessness. David, think about David. When did he... When did he really know the Lord? In, 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 in adversities. He found the Lord. You know, when you read the Psalms, it's quite amazing. They were, most of them written when he was in great adversity, when he was being chased by Saul to be killed. And sometimes you read in the Psalms, he wrote this when this, this happened to him. And you see the depth of the cry of David to know the Lord. So adversity is really a blessing. So don't don't be discouraged. Maybe you are now. Maybe that's why I'm talking to you. Don't be discouraged when difficulties arise and come your way. No, no. Don't even pay attention to them. Don't even regard them. And don't look at them as some misfortune or some problem or some terrible place you're in. I want you to begin to see the opportunities given to you by the Lord to show you there's nothing too hard for him. Yes, there is a way out. He is the way out. There's no such thing as no way out. No. You know, we all sing the song, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. So Elisha said, what do you have in the house? And she said, let's just go back and read this because I think you need to really see what she says. And Elisha said to her, what shall I do for thee? What hast thou in the house? And she said, "What? wait, before she even mentioned the pot, thine handmaid has not anything. Nothing, there's nothing in the house. The first thing she said is, I have nothing. Then she said, all I have is a pot of oil. But the first thing she said is, I have nothing. <laughs> Your servant has nothing. Because to, to, to her, that pot of oil was nothing. 
Yet that nothing, that nothing can tame the supply of all her needs. And God loves nothings. God loves it when you come to that place of, I have nothing. God began to use Miss Kuman when she said, I have nothing to give you. I have nothing to give you but my love. She said, I have no talent. I have no experience. I have nothing. When I began in the ministry, I had nothing. I had no education. Not really. I went to high school. I didn't finish high school. I had nothing to show for it. I had no university degrees. I was given honorary later doctorates. But they mean nothing to me because why? Because what God has done in my life is more precious to me than any piece of paper someone can give me. I don't even hang them on my wall. You'll never find them in my place. And I have about four or five of them. God loves nothings. Benjamin, dear Benson Edahosa used to always say to me, if you pray as hard as when you had nothing, God will continue to use you. Oh, wow. If you pray as hard as when you had nothing, God will continue to use you, Benny. That was years ago. I still remember that amazing man of God from Nigeria. God loves it. Because you see, in that, nothing is all the supply you need because God Almighty, you really need to hear this, God Almighty works with very simple instruments. I love what Paul the Apostle wrote about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Because you may, you may feel like right now, I'm in deep trouble. I have nothing to turn to. Oh, no. The Lord loves that nothing. So here, here's what I want to show you. God loves this, uh, the, the, this because he, he always uses simple instruments, the, the nothings of people. Verse 27 1 Corinthians 1, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, to put them to shame. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Base things of the world, things that are despised, have God chosen. Yea, and things which are not, that have nothing to offer, to bring to nothing things that are, that no flesh, that no flesh, sorry about this, I just, sometimes I get overwhelmed, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Ah. So when we come to that place of nothing, that's when really God begins. So here is this little vessel, little pot of oil. And amazing, in that little vessel was the mighty power of God to be unleashed on this dear woman. 
And, and sadly, you know, to, to a lot of people, they don't realize it, that this nothing in their life is, is so full of power. Because so many are, are looking for treasures in the wrong place. So many are going about really starving, not knowing in this treasure is the end of starvation. In this place you come to where you say, Lord, I have nothing. So now the prophet, let's go back to 2 Kings. The prophet says something really powerful that we need to pay attention to. So in in, in 2 Kings, <clears throat> let's, let's go to chapter 4 and verse 3. And here's what, what he says to us. Go and borrow the vessels. Go and borrow vessels abroad of all your neighbors. Empty vessels. I'm going to stop right here. What he was saying to her is, you must make room for God. So, go make room for God by finding empty vessels, meaning people in need. This is more than about just a little pot. He said, go and borrow vessels of your neighbors. Go get empty vessels that also have nothing and believe they're nothings. And don't just bring a few of them. Give God what he's looking for. Make room for him. And then pour out the oil. You know what pour out the oil has to do with? Release your faith to bless someone else. The minute you, you, you come to that place where you say, Lord, I have nothing to give. I don't know where, where to turn. I don't know what to do. This is the time to go look for empty vessels out there that you can pour yourself into. And when you do, the oil will start flowing and your problems will vanish. It's happened to me. When I have felt, oh dear Lord, I was in, in South Africa, East London, South Africa. I felt like I was at my wit's end. I, I felt like I'm about to lose everything. I didn't know how to turn, where to turn to, where to go. I was full of fear. I had a crusade. I'm on that platform, and the Lord rebukes me. He said, don't be faithless, be faithful. Because I was crying out, you know. I was crying out for help. I was in a terrible place. This was years ago. Don't be faithless, be faithful. And I saw an, a, a precious lady holding her little baby. And my heart went out to her. And when I forgot all about my problems, 
all about my difficulties, all about the terrible danger I was in, which I was in, and I was. And the Lord just rebuked me to stop looking at myself and my own problems. I poured myself into that precious little child. I went down and took the child out of the mom's hands. It was a massive crowd of 100,000 people. I remember that mom had like a yellowish dress on her. I still remember that. The power of God hit so hard. Not just that miracles began happening. I was released from everything that was holding me. And then I began ministering to other vessels, to other vessels, to other vessels, to other vessels, who were empty, emptier than I was. Now I think this is really the real key here. And a dear girl way in the back who was dying, one of our staff people had just went back there. It was so dark they couldn't see. She was laying on a garbage pile. It was a big field, and the neighbors threw the garbage way in the back that nobody could see from where I was standing. It was dark way, way back there. And that precious girl was laying on a stretcher on a little pile of garbage out there. And then there was a big pile behind her. And they, someone found her, and the power of God came on her and God healed her completely. She came out of that stretcher. It was like fire hit the whole crusade, all because I did not focus on my empty place, empty vessel. I focus on other empty vessels. If you want to come out of that place of nothingness, start pouring out what God gave you, that little, little oil in you. It's still there. You may not even feel it or know it. That's how we make room for God, by, by going beyond ourselves, by pouring out, by releasing our faith. And now we begin to pour out into other people's lives. And she poured out oil, and it continued to flow and overflow until every vessel was filled, and the oil did not stop until she stopped because God was still working. When we reach the end of our resources, he's still giving. God was still working even when, when her faith reached its limit. He's still working. And what happens is there's like a trigger. He does now, he begins to do beyond our faith, beyond our own ability. Exceeding abundantly, God begins to move and answer prayer we can't even believe for anymore, which happened to all of us. You just have to just release that first step, just come out of yourself and pour yourself into someone else who has a need. And then keep going from vessel to vessel. And God will absolutely do something so powerful that the anointing will begin to touch others because it is transferable. What is inside of you? When the problem hits, transfer it to somebody else. Pour it into someone. Pour the blessing God is, has hidden in your heart that you don't even know it's still there. Just give it away and watch what God will do. Many, many people would tell me in those crusades how God healed them when they forgot themselves and began to pray for somebody else. 
out of, I remember many people coming out of wheelchairs who said, you know, I had such and such a thing. And then when I looked across, I saw somebody else in their wheelchair and I forgot all about my wheelchair and myself, began to pray for them and I was healed to my surprise. That's just the way God works. Lord, in Jesus' name, reveal to them that pot of oil inside of them. Reveal to them what they see as nothing. Like that woman in the Bible, she saw nothing. She said, I have nothing. To her, that pot was nothing, Lord. And to many of your people today, that beautiful treasure in them is nothing yet. It's the beginning of their miracle. Though thy beginning was small, your letter end will greatly increase, your word said. We will not forsake or forget that small beginning we all had. We all had. Lord, if someone is right now listening to me and, and, and watching who's in that place, let that blessed trigger of the Holy Spirit work in them to release that blessing out of them. That their own life will be freed from whatever bondage they're in and others will be blessed as a result in Jesus' holy and glorious name. And God's people said, Amen. Now, I want God to bless you, financially bless you. In the house of the righteous is treasure. Proverbs 15, verse 6. You and I have been promised prosperity if we live righteously and Prosperity has nothing to do with luck. Prosperity has to do with obedience. When we obey the Lord, we trigger the blessings of, of the Lord. And we, we, we do not look at conditions. We look at his promises, at his word. I'm sure I'm talking to someone today that is worried about your financial place or future or condition. Don't look at the conditions. Believe the promises. Honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruits of all your increase. This is the, the command of God. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty. Your presses will burst out, burst out with new wine, it says in the book, in God's precious word in Proverbs. So when we honor the Lord with, with our substance, with our money, he responds by sending the harvest. He gives seed to the people who sow, only sowers, only sowers will receive seed. And when you love, you give. When you're really born again, you give. When people have not given God their hearts, they cannot give him their money. But when they give him their money, it means they've given him their hearts. And I know you have given him your heart. But I want to encourage you to believe the promises of the Lord. He will not disappoint you. He'll never forsake you, never forget you. All you have to do is obey. It's not a matter of luck. It's obedience. And prosperity follows righteousness. But we need to sow seed to trigger the harvest. So you already have over your life an umbrella of grace and blessings. All you have to do is act in faith now and sow seed. And it will follow that righteousness in your life produces prosperity that will follow you when you give. And God will never, ever, so you can give right now on the platform you're watching me on. 
you can go to our website, benin.org, or simply text BHM45777. So you sow your seed today, and God will bless you and become partners with us. You, you can go to our website and join as a partner, as giving regularly, and the Lord will honor you for that. And also, like I said earlier, if, if you have a prayer request, send me a prayer request today, and I'll pray with you and for you, and our staff will respond, of course, and we always do, and that's to Pastor Benny at BennyHinn.org. Benny Hen Ministries has stayed on the cutting edge for the past five decades, making the move from analog television to digital broadcasts, HDTV, the internet, streaming live events, and social media. Today's fast-changing, bold new world brings an entirely new set of challenges. What we did in 1974 when this ministry began, or in 2000, or even 2022, will not be effective in 2023, and who knows what 2024 and beyond will bring. Benny Hens Ministry has been at the forefront of each innovation that provides a better way of taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world more effectively and efficiently. Today, more than ever before, we stand on the edge of a bold new world. From the beginning, the Lord made it clear that keeping and storing all archives and resources should be a top priority. This is a new hour. This is the Joshua generation. Now I want to tell you something. The first thing God said to Moses is go down. The first thing he said to Joshua is arise. We're not a people who are going down. We are ones who are rising up. Even with controlled temperature storage facilities, time has been the enemy. Tape warping, decay, housing detachments, cracks, shredding, and breakdowns happen. Older tapes break, disintegrate, and require surgical type methods of restoration. Thus far, we've rescued and digitized 10,500 of the 13,437 tapes from the past half century. To God be the glory. A conservative estimate to finish this digitation process is a million dollars to restore the final 30% of these disintegrating tapes and move everything over to a much more permanent digital format. The project, already started, can be completed fairly quickly. Imagine, if you will, what could happen if all of our digitized material could be used to translate everything into every language on Earth. It is possible. Even better, how exciting would it be to translate these materials using the same voice as originally spoken, yet in all of the different dialects around the world? Pastor Benny speaks several languages, but imagine if his teachings became available online with him speaking in Swahili, Mandarin, Portuguese, Belarusian, or Cherokee. This amazing AI tool will be useful around the world. Pastor Benny's legacy, life's work, calling, and anointing will be preserved for generations yet to come until the Lord returns. And with artificial intelligence tools that can translate all of the digitized materials into languages around the world, we can truly fulfill our Lord's great commission. Nearly 50 years ago, this great adventure known as Benny Hen Ministries began with one voice. Today, that one voice continues to be amplified over and over through every possible means. It's time to finish the job. What happens next will be the greatest blessing of all. Isn't it wonderful what the Lord has done? And to Jesus be all the glory. I wanted to show you this beautiful report about the digitizing 
of thousands and thousands of hours already of the great meetings from the past. Because we want to keep them for our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. We would have lost a lot of these tapes had we not started working on them. I want to say thank you for helping us, but we are still not finished. We have 4,000 hours still to complete. We've completed 10,000 hours already, 10,000 hours, and you saw the difference with the before and after. We were actually losing the tapes, and now here they've come back to life because of your help, and I want to say thank you with all my heart for helping us. But the job is not done yet. We have got to finish the job now, 4,000 hours, and then we're going to start the translations. What you heard today was the voice of a robot <laughs> talking. It wasn't a lady. It was actually a robot talking to you. And isn't that amazing that this can be done? But now we can do it in every language on earth. I wanted you to get a little taste of the voice of a person, but it wasn't really a person. A lady just kind of talked, and then they copied her voice. And what I'm going to do now is I... They're going to have me tape my voice in English, and they're going to translate everything you that, that, that you'll see in the future in every language on the globe. Every language. Think about the impact it's going to have worldwide when we show the great crusades, the great meetings, OCC days, the great conferences, and so much more, not only in English, but in every language on the globe. So let's finish the job first with the 4,000 hours left to be digitized. And please, please, please help me now because we don't want to lose those tapes. The longer we wait, then they, they, they will, you know, we won't even be able to work with them. But you saw what has happened. You saw the difference. You saw the bad, you know, pictures from the past and how new now, how they came back to life so beautifully because of the new equipment and the way they do it now. So we need your help still. So thank you, thank you. I just wanted to show you that your money is doing the job. What you gave in the past is really making it happen. But let's keep doing it for the Lord, please. This is for his glory. I talk to young people all the time who have seen things from the past and their life has been changed. I was in a place not long ago, in a restaurant, in fact, and we were showing this waitress what God did in Venezuela because she's from Venezuela and she was just glued we showed it you know, on the phone, and now you can show all this on you know, people's phone and iPad and laptops and all that. But it's wonderful what God is doing worldwide. And let's keep doing it for the Lord and His glory, because now it can go to every nation on earth, in every language on earth, because of your help. I want to pray with you that God will bless you for this as you obey Him. Blessed Jesus, thank you. Lord, I pray you'll bless your people multiply them on every side and bless them financially, Lord, as they bless your work. So your word will go to every nation on earth, Lord. I give you the praise for touching our young people and our grandchildren, children and grandchildren, Lord, and great-grandchildren. We give you all the praise. And God's people said, Amen. Let's do it for them. Let's do it for our children. Let's do it for our grandchildren, great-grandchildren, so they will see the power of God. They will not be lost. All right. 
you can give right now on the platform. You're watching me on. You can go to our website, benihin.org, or you can simply text BHM45777. So thank you for loving. Thank you for giving. And let's keep glorifying our wonderful Savior. Much love to you. Thanks again.